morning or good afternoon, whichever the case may be, or maybe it's a good evening to you. Got out here kind of late today because of, uh, let me, just a moment. I'm gonna take these earplugs out. It's so noisy out here, but I can't hear myself talk when I get earplugs in, at least in the beginning. So uh, 28th in Arapaho today, Boulder, Colorado. And uh, welcome to the channel. Uh, welcome to uh, a life in Jesus Christ. If the last Sunday you received Jesus, or maybe yesterday, the day before, uh, or even this morning. Maybe uh, you washed my uh, class this morning and uh, thought, you know, I'm gonna receive Jesus today. So, welcome to the family of God. Dig into the Word of God and find out all about life in Jesus. Uh, because it's not what you think it is. It's not what you think it is. Life in Jesus is uh, wonderful, at the same time, difficult, hard. But getting to Jesus and into Jesus is easy. It's a piece of cake. Anybody can do it. All you gotta do is believe it. But sometimes to believe something takes work. <laughs> work, what I mean, is what Jesus said. Work, I have to do the work of my Father, that's to believe. Belief sometimes goes under the heading of work because it's hard sometimes to change your belief. It's hard sometimes to get on your knees. It's hard sometimes to uh, humble yourself. It's hard sometimes to say, I give up. Uncle, I give up. I've tried everything. I'm going to try you next, God. I can't, there's nothing I can do. It's hard to do that stuff. It's hard to admit to yourself that you're a failure. It's hard to admit that you can't fix things. It's hard to admit. And hardness takes work. You gotta break it, that hardness up. Now, actually, the actual act of receiving Christ, it's a free gift. All you gotta do is pick it up. <laughs> That's it. You know, you have a, a present under the Christmas tree. Is it hard work? No, you just go over to the Christmas tree, pick up your present. Go back to the couch or the chair, and you can open your box. That's easy, right? But there was work prior to the C in the box, and sometimes when you open the box, there's work involved. Now you got the box, you got the gift, but in the box, you gotta put that thing together, whatever it might be. You have to assemble it, you know? I used to get model cars. I used to build little plastic model cars when I was growing up, and yeah, I got the box, and I got a free gift. It was a beautiful gift, and I look inside. Thank God my parents gave me the glue also, and different things. And, uh, but I had to, now I had to go to work. I had to assemble the hot rod model that I had. And I had a lot of them. But if I just left uh, the gift in the box, what good would that do? I can look at the box, so that's a nice gift, that's a beautiful gift, I appreciate it very much, but it'd be no value to me, and it would not produce any fruit whatsoever. A lot of us are that way. We look at the box, we receive Christ, and we put him on the shelf in our life, and we never do anything with Jesus our whole life. That means you've had no fruit. That means it's a parable, what Jesus, well actually it wasn't a parable, it's an actual story, where he saw that fig tree, had leaves on it, it was a tree, we're like trees, we have leaves. Jesus likened the, us to trees, we have leaves, but inside the leaves, he couldn't see any fruit. There was no fruit anywhere on the tree. He cursed the fruit. 24 hours later, when they came by, that tree had died. Yeah. But it was a fig tree. You know, it was a Christian. 
but no fruit. They just had the box, looked at the box and said, what a pretty box. I don't want to put that gift here. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. I just want the gift. A lot of different analogies, a lot of different stories and parables you can tell on receiving Christ and then doing something with Jesus or not doing something with, with Jesus. So I, I assembled all my models. I didn't leave one model in the box. And I had a uh, bookshelf type thing on the wall. My mom put on the wall in our bedroom. And I had my models laid out there. Some of the models I had to paint. So I painted them. Some of the models I put decals on them. And uh, a lot of them had many, many, many pieces. Some of them I had to assemble the engines. You know, had to assemble the undercarriage of the car and the body. And, it was a lot of work. Some of them I had to insert, had to build the interior of the car. It would take me months and months and months sometimes to assemble the model. But once it was all complete, I tell you, it felt good. It felt good. So that's why you want to serve Jesus. If you receive Jesus, it feels good to serve him, to put that together. You know what I mean? All right, let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that we can receive you as a free gift, no, no charge. Just pick up the box, it's ours. Our name's on it, we can have it. But what we do after that is a whole different story, whole different story. And uh, I pray, Lord, that people come to that understanding that to do nothing with you, Lord, doesn't look good at the outset of time, the very edge of time, it doesn't look good. Maybe today you can't tell the difference, but later on I see that there's a big difference, big difference. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, amen, amen. All right, so uh, what we're going to do here, we're in uh, chapter 5 and chapter 6, I believe. Let me take, take a look here. This is the uh, little, little cheat sheet here I have here in the back of my Falling Apart Bible. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Falling Apart Bible. I got it so taped up. It's, re it's all taped up. Everything's all taped up. Uh, I hope it uh, can it last another year. I don't know. They don't build these very good. They only charge you $12 for the Bible. They only charge you $2 for the Bible. Which is only worth about $2, not $12. Anyways, uh, Tuesday, let me circle that. I did circle that for some reason. Praise the Lord. I hope you're doing good today. Today is Tuesday. We're going to do Acts 5 and 6. That's Tuesday right there. I did Monday, I did Tuesday. I do three separate, well, I'm not going to roll that, never mind, forget all that. Everybody knows I work. <laughs> I know I work. That's why I'm late. I actually got sick about 11 o'clock, about 10.30, yeah, about 10.30. Uh, I was getting ready to leave because I had to be here by 11. By about 10.30, I got a really bad stomach ache. And uh, I tell you, for 10 from 10.30 to about 11.30, no, probably, what time is it now? Uh, probably uh, 12, 15. I was sick. Uh, I had, had the runs. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. I tell you. And then it dawned on me. I know what's going on. I had my oatmeal at about 10 o'clock. And my oatmeal, and I put a bunch of milk in it. And I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have bought the milk. I, had a little bottle, I bought a little container of milk. I thought I'd just use a little bit. And then I put a little bit of my coffee. You know, a couple tablespoons of my coffee. And uh, my body in the last several years decided it doesn't want to use milk anymore, cow's milk. And so uh, I got sick in my stomach and uh, poured that milk out, threw the carton away or in the recycle bin. 
and uh, so that's why I'm late. I it was kind of rough, but that's the physical body. You know, my spirit was willing. I want to go. Let's go, man. I got things to do. That's my spirit speaking. My body said, "Well, wait a minute. Uh, we're sick. We got to sit on the toilet for a little while and take care of business." <laughs> Just being honest, you know. And the spirit says, "Okay, uh, okay. Take care of business. And when you're done, let's get together and get out of here." <laughs> my mind's going, "What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing?" <laughs> got three voices going on. <laughs> and uh, uh, so. My spirit's with me, my body's feeling good, my mind's feeling good. One voice, one mind, one body. A lot of people think we're three different people. They look at God as three different individual people. That's such a false doctrine. I believe that. I taught the Trinity for years and years and years, and it's not so. And uh, that's all right. People want to believe what they want to believe, but that's not going to send you to hell, so that's okay. It just it, it hinders the fullness of God in your life. and. Uh, that's what wrong teaching does. It hinders the move of God in your life. It restricts it. Because God's not going to honor. God's not going to honor uh, sin or uh, wrong thought or corruption. He's not going to honor that. And uh, God bless you, brother. He's not going to honor that. And uh, for him to honor that would go against his word. That's why he's not going to honor Not because I know who he is. I mean, I know he is. But it's not that I'm guessing what he would do. I know what he would do. And what he would do would be the Word of God. That's why the Word of God is so important. That's why there's blood shed for this Bible. And I'm talking about the King James Bible, the King James Version, the King James Bible, the 1611. Blood was shed for this book. And the book before it, the book before that, the book before that, all the way back to Antioch, Syria. But the books after that, from West Carton Hort, and the revised version, this is the authorized version, so they took the authorized version and revised it, called it the revised version in 1881. From that point on, all the 150-some-odd English Bibles, not talking about other language, just English alone, no blood has been shed. Not one drop has been shed for any of those Bibles. Now, I'm talking as a general sense, all right? I know if somebody was in China and they had an English, I don't think they, even in China they don't have, they don't, I think they have King James Bibles in China. Pretty sure. But if they don't, uh, and it's against the law to be a Christian, many countries around the world it's against the law and punishable by death if you become a Christian. But that's what Christianity is. It's about death. You receive Jesus, you die. Now in the world, you physically die right away. But in the spirit, you die later. Actually, you die right away. You are born again. If you die, you're dead. Now what do you do? You gotta be born again. That's the problem. People don't get that. That's why you have to die to your old self. Get rid of the old you. Quit bringing the old you up to date. Quit playing with the old you and putting one foot in the past and one foot in the front. That's Acts chapter 5, verse 1. Ananias and Sapphira. That's Lot and his wife. There's a lot of examples. You know, Peter, one of the apostles, he would stay, he, when, they, when Jesus was captured, all the apostles went backwards. They didn't go forward. They didn't stay still. They went backwards. They went back into the world. Yeah. Jesus had to go get them. Hey, get out of the world, man. Come on. Get out of there. 
And then he breathed on them, gave them the Holy Ghost, filled the Holy Ghost, and then they never went back in the world. That's what a believer does. You cannot go back into the world. If you go back into the world, you're not gonna like it. You're not gonna like what happens. Even though your church, your pastor's teaching you it's okay, and all the books that you're reading say it's okay, it's not okay. It's not okay based on this Bible. Maybe the Bible you're reading, maybe you're reading the Open Bible or the Living Letters translation, or you're reading the Passion translation, and it tells you some cotton candy religion of some sort, and you're writing your songs and you're singing your praise songs in church, it's all based on a corrupt text. I tell you, pastors who are doing that are gonna be, <laughs> they're gonna be taken out to the woodshed, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what God's gonna do. I praise God. The story about the Bible in my life, before 2014, I never owned a King James. I never read a King James. I would not read a King James because I was told, I was taught by my pastor and all the Christian friends that if you, that it, only legalists and fundamentalists read the King James. Oh, well, I'm, I don't want to be one of those guys. I want to be free. <laughs> I want to do what I want to do and love Jesus at the same time. That's not how it was. That's how I lived. Is that, is that how you're living? That's why we're reviewing Acts. Because the book of Acts is about the Acts of the Apostles, the actions of the Apostles. What is your actions like? Are they like cotton candy at the fairgrounds? Are you like those who are out in the battlefield? Right? It's up to you. It's up to you. It's between you and God. I'm just highlighting this stuff. I was thinking about, in fact, while I was sick, I thought I'm going to listen to a today's class because normally I don't listen to them again. I, you know, I, if I have time, I will. But I just want to see what happened because a lot of times I say things I don't know what I said. So while I was sick this morning <laughs> for that couple hours, um, I listened to the class, and I thought, you know, what's interesting about the class, Lord, is I'm not really teaching. What I'm really doing, or what that appears to me, Lord, is that I'm, I'm bringing attention to the Word of God and bringing interest in the person to get into the Word of God, to search the Scriptures for yourself. Because I say things and I go on, but I don't teach on it. I talk about it, but I don't teach it. In other words, when I'm talking about teaching, I'm talking about uh, you lay out a full course meal. So people can come to the meal and eat it all, and now they're full, and they don't—they're full. They basically went to the bank, they borrowed the money, and they bought their car, and they live on borrowed money. They live on borrowed scripture. They live on borrowed sermons. They live on borrowed scripture. They don't own it; they borrowed it. All right? And what's the Bible say? The lender. Now, the borrower is servant to the lender. Right? But the way I have been doing it, it seemed like all my life, like I've never, I don't call myself a teacher. A lot of people label me, label me as that, but I'm really not, just a preacher. And uh, a lot of people don't even call me that. <laughs> they just call me, I'm oh, just talking to a camera. <laughs> but I just started this camera stuff a few years ago. This is brand new in my 50 years. Well, not totally brand new. I mean, I did a fuse before this, but uh, not very much. All right, so. 
What I want you to do is I'm going to point you to where the gold is. The gold's right there, right here. It's right here. Now you dig here. Here, X marks the spot on the treasure map. I give you the treasure map, and I show you where the X is. Now you got to go dig. I'm going to give you the map. I, I already put the X on the map, and I'll give you the tools. Sometimes I'll give you the tools. Now you go dig. I'm not going to dig for you, but there's where the gold is. That's kind of how I talk, how I preach, how I minister, how I talk to people. And I leave it up to them. And if they don't want to dig, fine, I don't care. If they want to dig, fine, I don't care that either. Whatever they do, I don't care. What I care about is that I did something. And also, let me highlight this one more time. This is all on chapter 5, verse 1, actually. This whole talk is on verse 1, believe it or not. And uh, in fact, let me read verse 1. I read it on the scripture chart. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, with uh, Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. All right, let me, I'm, gonna talk, I'm talking about that. So I was thinking about, uh, uh, sometimes when I was, you know, I've spent 40 years in the truck, and oftentimes through those 40 years, I would take time off to be with my family. Other times I took off to go on a missionary trip. And uh, I only have one skill, one tradable money-making skill, and that's driving truck. So I would have to take jobs that would require either no skill, which didn't pay me anything, which I couldn't support my family, but I, I would do another job, and that would be selling. I would be a salesman. And normally I can only last about three months as a salesman because they give you three months of grace, 90-day grace. But they pay you during those three months. <laughs> That's how I figured it out. I've had probably a dozen sales jobs, all kinds of sales. You name it, I've, I've sold it for three months. <laughs> One time I lasted four months when my daughter was born. <laughs> I lasted four months. I was a five, something like that. It's about four or five months. Normally it's only three months. Then if you don't produce after three months, they cut you off. They fire you. They let you go. They give you 90 days of grace to learn, perform, to see what you can do. And they pay you a base salary during those three months. And that base salary, because of a salesman, and I would sell, you know, I've been a stock salesman. I, I've done all kinds of things. You name it. Sold carpet, tile. I mean, you name it. Sold fire extinguisher. I've done all kinds of things. <laughs> sold life insurance four different times. And uh, so usually the base salary of the sales jobs I took was enough to pay for my family during those three months, plus with my savings and things like that. Then after, the, after they let me go, I get back in the truck. That's how I would do it. And that would only happen about every five years or so, okay? Maybe four, I don't know, something like that. Anyways, uh, what I noticed in this, I was thinking about this yesterday and the day before, and that is in selling, you can sell, you can do presentations all day long. You can do presentations after presentations after presentations. But that, they don't pay you for that. They pay you for making the sale, not for making the presentation. And I got to thinking about that in God's kingdom. Does God make, give you the uh, uh, payment for making the sale, which is winning somebody to the Lord? Or does God give you the payment for making the presentation? See, the world gives you, you have to perform with a result or you're fired. You're fired. See, some people come to Christianity with that mindset. If I don't perform, I'm fired from Christ. That's a lie. That's not Bible. That's in the world. Your boss will fire you. If you don't, you can make 
hundred presentations, like you can do a hundred a month, five, 300 presentations in 30 days and make zero sales. Guess what? They're, you're gone because you did not produce a sale. And that's where the money comes from for the company, from the sale, not from the presentation. Okay? And so people have that mindset. People kind of know what that goes, what's going on there. I sold cars before. I heard a car honk and I thought about it. I was a car salesman for a while, but never sold a car. <laughs> I'm a horrible salesman. I've never sold anything, but I know I can do presentations. I've done a lot of presentations. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of presentations. Unfortunately, I made very, very few sales. And usually my sales come from people who felt sorry for me. <laughs> they felt sorry for me. But I'm, you know, that, you know, that's how I learned how to work with that. So I would sail during the snow and the rain. I would go, I was a door-to-door salesman for lots of different companies. I would make sure it was raining and I would go door-to-door because people would feel sorry for me. Uh, or snowing, people feel sorry for me. Or windy, I mean, I'd walk on the door with the wind blowing. You know, things like that. People feel sorry for me. And, uh, but it was a beautiful day, nobody'd buy anything. But if it's rotten, horrible weather, that's why I learned that I'm not a fair weather salesman. I, I am a, a bad weather salesman. I, you know, that's how I sell, that's the best time. Okay, so, but in God's kingdom, this is where people mess up in their salvation. This is what's happening right here in verse one. Uh, what happens in, uh, uh, in, in the body of Christ uh, they receive Christ, that's like getting your job as a salesman, and then God says, now go out and preach the Word of God. All right, so that's making your presentation, right? You preach the Word of God, you tell somebody your testimony, you give a gospel track out, you make a presentation about God, about the Word of God, about heaven and hell and all that kind of stuff. You make your presentation. However, you don't make a sale, and you can live your whole life not making any sales. But guess what? God doesn't pay that way. God pays you for making the presentation. <laughs> How about that? That's the complete opposite of the world. Complete opposite. Because our job are, is messenger, to sow the word of God. That's a presentation as a salesman. That's your presentation. Long as you're sowing the word of God, then God takes over from there. He's the Lord of the harvest. The harvest is the sale of the present from the presentation it's not our job to make the sale our job is to make the presentation that's the complete opposite of the world so people come into the body of christ with that mindset that's why the bible says to renew your mind to the word of god quit thinking like the world but let me tell you in churches today modern critical text bible churches they don't teach that they teach how to have a great life today, how to have psychology, how to have a good marriage psychologically, how to have a good life, how to smell good, look good, talk good, but nothing of the Spirit. See, that's why churches are dead. Most churches today, I would say a vast majority of churches all around the world are dead. What I mean by dead is the Spirit of God is not there. Now they know what it sounds like to have a good time. They have a great band. They have great music, they have great lights, they have great chairs, padded seats, all kinds of stuff. But they know how to grade, build a show. They know how to grade, build a great entertainment show. And so in that entertainment, 
they think, now it could be a small church with entertainment or a big church, but it doesn't matter. I don't care what the, I'm not talking about size. But they've turned their church into an entertainment venue. Entertainment venue. That's why all the lights are turned down now. When I look at my, my uh, when I look at my class, I, the first thing I notice, here's the first thing I notice when I see my class online. I said, look how bright it is. It's bright. And I think of all the other podcasts I've listened to that are filmed, and they're all dark. They're talking about the Word of God, but it's dark. It's dark. They're in the night. We're not to be children of the night, but children of the day. Turn on the lights. But the world says, no, turn the lights off. I'll never forget that first time when I came to Boulder and uh, went up to up here on the hill to a Bible study. We did a Bible study for about 10 people, something like that, eight, 10, nine people, I don't know, whatever it was. Quite a few people, actually. Living room was full. And then it got time to pray. Then the owner of the house, the host, got up, turned the lights all down, turned them really down to hardly anything, and you couldn't see. I'm going, how come you turn the lights down? Oh, that's what we do. Isn't that what you do? No? Oh, we always turn the lights off. We turn the lights off. We turn the lights off, right? You okay? All right. Homeless. You know, people who live on the street, they think they own everything. And they trash things up, you know. I just watch it. Just watching a, uh, yeah, that's, God. You really have to keep your eyes on the Lord. As he was looking at my pack, wanted to take my pack, then he came over and gave me my down, and then put his beer bottle behind the bush here. You know, now they're gonna make camp under the trees there. Anyways. Jesus said, the poor will always be among you. It's in the Bible. There was poor at the front door of their temple. Poor, all begging. It's never disappeared. Where's all that begging come from? Where's the homeless come from? From Satan, the God of this world. King David says, I've never seen the children of God begging for bread. I don't know. People do that, though. Yeah. They cuss me out as they walk by. Hang on, I've got to make sure these guys get out of here. So the, there's a little sidebar here. So I was watching several different news programs yet last night on the Denver homeless over the last couple few years. And uh, so people were making comments because on the YouTube channel, they're making comments as well. You have to really respect them because, you know, they were, they were homeowners at one time and now the rent's way up high and now they're on the street, you know. No, what happened? Yes, sir. No, I'm talking to the camera. I'm online doing a sermon. Yeah, uh, sir, I'm talking to the camera. I didn't say that either. Sorry, you misheard me. Where's your 
it's on YouTube. You can you can see it right there if you're, if you're interested. Right. Yeah. I'm not interested. Okay, okay. I'm finding you to be a Thank you so much for your opinion. See what I mean? That's what I said in class. There's not been one day ever since I started street ministry that I wasn't... There's three people right there. One, two, three. These are all people who have lost their mind based on problems inside them. They need to be healed. 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 He said, well, John, why don't you heal them? No. I didn't feel that. She wanted to take my track and then I ripped it out of her hand. She's going to report me to the police. She asked me where I might did it, so I gave her my track. And then uh, she says, uh, where's the YouTube channel? I'll report you to the police and say you're a fraud. You're a fraud. And I ripped it out of her hand. why people don't come to the street that's why people don't witness that's why people don't go anywhere to do anything for Jesus they sit and they hide they sit and they hide pastors are teaching their congregation hide 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 the world is after you hide Satan is after you hide Jesus says go <laughs> go 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 pastors today are saying hide hide troubled in spirit you know do you know do you know there's quite a few people that are off today this week and next week they're off they're not working and they're Christians do you know where they are today they're in the stores spending their money for Christmas presents I've been praying about that and I thought to myself, Lord, where in the Word, where in your Word, where here during the 30 years that you walked the earth, did we all get together and celebrate your birth, your birthday? And I, I couldn't get a scripture anywhere. I said, I know where we celebrated your uh, resurrection. I know where we celebrated the uh, Pentecost. But I don't know where we celebrate, quote, your birthday. Interesting, huh? That all started by the Catholic Church. Did you know Santa Claus, the way he used to look way, way back in the 
early 1700s, 1600s, something like that. Santa Claus was dressed just like a Catholic Pope, except it was red and white. Same tile hat, just look just like a Pope. Later on, they had to change it because you can see the correlation. Why the Christmas tree? Why the ornaments? Why the Santa Claus? Why the reindeer? Why all that stuff? Why? can't find it in the Bible. I can't find Easter bunnies in the Bible. I can't see Easter eggs. I can't see that in the Bible. I can't see a Christmas tree full of ornaments, everybody bowing down, talking about the magic of Christmas. I can't see that. Oh well, that's what I got yesterday from a couple, two different Christians. Isn't this Christmas? Supposed to say Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Verse 5 here in Acts chapter 5, but verse 1 in Acts chapter 5 says here, but a certain man, that's the title of our message today, a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. Sold a possession. Why did they sell that? I'm just going to talk. Why did they sell that position, possession? Why did they sell that thing, whatever it was? Must have been a lot of money. I'm going to, the way things worked out, read the whole story of Ananias and Sapphira. You read the whole story. You can see it must have been a pretty good chunk of change. It almost looks like that, one, they could have wanted to look right in the church. Look at us. We're doing like everybody else is doing. But they didn't tell anybody, they kept back part of the money. They kept back part of it. And the story is, God gave you that possession. You didn't have to sell that possession. And when you did sell it, it was your money to do whatever you want with it. You didn't have to give it to God. But to lie to God, that's where the problem is. To lie to God is the problem. That's, what, that's why they died, both of them. Both the husband and the wife died because they lied. And they were very specific. They died because they lied to the Holy Ghost. That's what the book of Acts is all about. It's the Acts of the Apostles, but it really is the Acts of the Holy Ghost. That's why we went through this, the all of Acts for this year, preparing ourselves to receive the next message, which John the Baptist preached. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. There's a reason why fire comes into the believer's life. Why? Jesus said uh, that we all should be salted with fire to keep us pure, to keep the chaff out of our life, to keep the world out of our life, to keep burning up the wood, hay, and stubble in our life. Anyways, I'm going to talk about that. But Ananias could have said, Sapphira, we can't lie to God. A lot of people lie to God even today. They read this Bible and they say, well, this doesn't apply to me. That's their interpretation. I'm not going to interpret that way. I'm going to interpret it this way because, quote, I'm under grace now. Maybe they weren't, didn't have grace at that time, which is a lie. I can do whatever I want. I'm going to, and when you do something the Bible tells you not to do, you're lying. 
When you lie, what are you doing? You're doing something that the father of lies directed you and taught you and gave the ability to do. The lies don't come from God. They come from Satan, the father of lies. How, he, how that happens is a lot of different ways. But people get confused. They get confused. And in that confusion comes a double-mindedness. A double-minded person will absolutely, totally, 100% fall. Because they're not, their house, who their life is, is not built on the rock. There's only one rock. There's not two different kinds of rocks. The other kind of rock is a fake man-made rock to look like a rock. There's like the real marble, and then there's the man-made marble. The real marble is very expensive. The fake man-made marble is dirt cheap. People buy the fake marble and put it on their kitchen countertops. I have fake marble in my home. I didn't put it there. The builders put it there. Fake marble. So it's a marble countertop. But it's man-made. It's fake. If they put real marble in there, it would cost a fortune. See? People don't want to spend the money. What do we do? We, we don't want to give God our time. We don't want to give God everything that we sold. Ananias is fire. They don't want to give it all because, you know, they need part of that money. Well, keep it all, man. Don't give anything. It'd be better to be hot or cold. But because you're lukewarm, God's going to spew you every mouth. And that means death. That's what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. They were lukewarm. They were trying to be hot and cold and lukewarm all at the same time. That's crazy. And it's right in your Bible. Pastors have preached on it. Evangelists have preached on it. Prophets and apostles. Everybody's taught on it, preached on it. And people still live like Ananias and Sapphira. Why is that? Because people live a double life. I want the world, but I want God. And I have to, I have, well, I have to occupy till he comes. That's not what it means. So as people talk the world, they talk trash, and then they come to church and they speak holy. But that holiness comes out of a corrupt well. Salt water and pure water can't come, you know, can't come out of the same well. You're either going to be pure or you're going to be tainted. You're going to be filled with iniquity. In your mind, you think you are uh, good. You pierce your body up, tattoo your body up, cut your hair in all kinds of ungodly ways, wear ungodly clothes, talk ungodly, live ungodly. But in your mind, you think, oh, I love Jesus. He's okay. I love him. He loves me. I'm good. That's what Ananias and Fire said. We're good. Jesus loves us. Jesus died for us. We're with the apostles. We're in the, we're in the right kind of church. And uh, we're in the, the big church. We're with Peter. He's the, he's the top dog here in Jerusalem. We're here. We're in the right church with the right God. But we're going to love the world. And we're going to bring the world into our life. The Holy Ghost says, sorry, dude. Boom, you're gone. You're out of here. You're gone. You're out of here. You're a tree with leaves and no fruit. You're, you're, you're cast down. 
What happened? Didn't Ananias and Sapphira believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Why would they have done it otherwise? They, they believed on the Lord. Can you say, oh, they didn't believe? How do you know that? You don't want to be like Ananias nor Sapphira, both of them. You don't, you don't want to be them. What's interesting about the two, they were in one accord. <laughs> As I talked about today in class, they were in agreement. Yeah, we're going to tell them this figure. We're going to lie to, to God and we're going to lie to man. We're going to lie. There's more homeless walking in front of all these cars. And they all have to stop because if that guy got hit, homeless, the guy in the car would be in trouble. But he's breaking the law. And uh, you see what happens? That's horrible. Anyways, that's another story. I'm just watching it happen right there. All these cars had to come to a screeching halt because he's going across these six lanes of highway because he doesn't want to go across here. He thinks he owns everything. That's what the homeless do. They think they own you know, the sidewalk they, they sleep on. They're lawbreakers, but there's no law enforcement officers. No one is enforcing the law anymore. There's the police right there. He didn't enforce that law. There's homeless sitting around. They're not enforcing the law. Why? It's because that's the era that the world is in. You have to have this lawlessness to bring in the Antichrist because the Antichrist is going to bring in a false peace world peace false world peace and that's why everybody in the world will honor this antichrist figure whoever it is because that person will be the only one to bring world peace because no one is is uh right they're defunding the police not just in america all over the world all over the world there's homeless in every country and nobody's doing anything about it see because there's laws against it, but no one is enforcing the law. That's what preachers are doing. Here's the law right here in this book, but preachers are not enforcing it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm bringing this to, to attention. Why aren't we enforcing it? I'm enforcing it. I think. That's why people don't hang around me anymore. They don't, they don't, they want to do what they want to do. See? And that's with Sandinites and Sapphira. Chapter 5, verse 1. A certain man who thought he knew what he was doing. I can, feel, I can fool God. I can do whatever I want. And God says, sorry, dude. I'm the maker of it all. I built the earth and the fullness thereof. It's mine. Nobody else's. Done. You're done. Out of here. Gone. I'm going to suppose that Ananias and Sapphira went to hell. Because there's no liars in heaven. That's what the Bible says. No liars in heaven. They died a liar. That tells me they're not in heaven. They went to hell. But they believed on Jesus. They believed on the Lord. They're in the great church of Jerusalem with Peter, the pastor, number one pastor in all the world. <laughs> sort of, I guess. They had the right association. They look right. They smell like. They, they dressed in their suit. They had everything going for them. They had money. They had means. They had status. But they still ended up in hell. Isn't that weird? You think that's happening today? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. It sure is. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you're...
quickening many preachers, preachers all over the world to open people's eyes. I'm doing it this way. This is how you want me to do it. I'm gonna lift the banner in just a moment. And uh, uh, this is the way I'm doing it. Others do it a different way, but we're all doing something similar. We're all trying to wake people up, get them out of bed, wake up, wake up, sounding the alarm. It's time to wake up. And uh, sometimes we go to churches and preach at the churches, the church people, to wake up. Sometimes we go to concerts, sometimes we go to theaters, sometimes we go to ball games, sometimes we go to the street corners. We go all over the place, wherever you send us, Lord. That's why I love street preachers. We're sounding the alarm. Nobody wants to hear it. They plug their ears. I don't want to hear that. You're a liar. You're crazy. You're stupid. You're an idiot. Like this lady here. You're a false person. You're a fraud. That's what she called me, a fraud. You're a fraud. You're a fake Christian. You're a fraud. kind of bothered me. Lord, I just give it over to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, I'm done ranting and raving. If this video you don't like, there'll be another one tomorrow, or you can unsubscribe or do whatever you want. I don't really care. All I care about is doing what God wants me to do. This is what God wanted me to do today. So if I offended you, I apologize. Uh, maybe my delivery was bad or I spoke too hard. And if I did offend you, I would ask you to pray. Uh, talk to God about the offense that you feel like you have in your life. Pray. Talk to God. And if you talk to God long enough, maybe God will tell you to contact John. Email him or whatever. Make a comment on the video. Whatever. Alright? I love you, man. I wouldn't talk this way if I didn't love you. I guarantee it. Because I get a lot of flack. A lot of flack when I talk this way. Like today, three people in my face. Oh well, God bless you man, talk to you later, bye.